Welcome to the worst nightmare of all. Reality. Explore the lesser-known stories of our unknown world. Join the pursuit of the paranormal with Ash and Greg. Hi there and welcome to this week's episode of Pursuit of the Paranormal. Um, in this episode we'll be talking to Jolene Jackson Lockwood, uh, mediums that you may have seen on programmes such as Celeb, Haunted Hotel, Britain's Scariest Hauntings and Most Terrifying Places. What we talk about this week is technology being used in the paranormal research. We also talk about personal experiences and experiences that Jolene's had. We also talk about an upcoming project that she's got called The Psychic Investigates. So, as ever, sit back, have a little relax, and have a listen to this week's episode. And we'd welcome your thoughts on what you think to the episode, things that we could add in future episodes. Um, and in this episode, you actually hear a small part of the conversation where we talk about something that me and Ash have been working on in terms of white noise. So let us know what you think, um, and we look forward to seeing your comments. As ever, thanks for tuning in. Share, like, subscribe, contact us through social media, also on pursuitoftheparanormal.co.uk, where you can subscribe to our newsletter, um, which goes out monthly. Um, so please, yep, get involved. Thank you very much. Well, thanks for joining us, Joe. Um, happy to have you on the podcast again. Last time we were speaking was just before Christmas when you were talking about the Winter Festival. Mm. Um, so how did that go, first of all? Um, the Winter Festival was amazing. Um, we spent, I think, 48 hours online um, throughout the whole weekend with guests from all over the USA, UK. Um, we had a lot more um, UFO stuff as well this year, which was well, which was brilliant. But I think the best thing that, that kind of came out of that was that the whole paranormal community as a whole came together and raised 1500 pounds for, you know, male prevention of suicide, which, you know, is, a, is, is something that was quite close to Karen and I's heart. So when we decided that we were doing that, we wanted to raise as much money as we could and, you know, fifteen hundred pounds in a pandemic is is a considerable amount of money. So, you know, the supporters were great. Yeah, that was amazing. And I, I did cap, yeah, I cap, caught a few of the the um, guests on there, and that was really interesting. I, and it was it was a good thing to do, especially using technology in the pandemic to sort of bring people together when we can't meet face to face. It's a it's a great idea. Yeah, and, and I think. I think the touching thing about the the festival as well was, you know, a few of my personal friends had had such tragedies, but also had those personal experiences. And when I produced the, the videos that we we put with that, it just kind of resonates, you know, with that emotion and that it kind of tugs at your heartstrings. And I think there was a couple of times, like one of my really good friends, Kelly, talking to her about her experiences were just heartbreaking and I'm quite an emotional person anyway and you know my my other half will tell you you know if there's a sad film on I'm always the one crying at the end and you know if if somebody's hurt themselves or something it's usually me that's like oh, were you all right but yeah it, it was it, it was quite heartbreaking and actually 
making the videos, you know, with the books and the pictures from when they were young and, mm -hmm. you know, all those memories. And you, you don't actually realize that people are struggling that much with their mental health, that they don't want to be here anymore. And yeah. I, I think I just wanted to capture that. And, and we did a great job of it, I think. Yes, well done. That's a fantastic amount of money to raise. So all testament to, to you guys. Thank you. So well done. Um, so talking about technology and bringing people together, um, we've got you on. So we could talk about technology in the paranormal field. Mm -hmm. So with the advent of mobile phones and all manner of technology that people are using now and using um, bits of uh, Microsoft equipment like the SLS Connect, I just wanted to discuss with you your thoughts on how technology has maybe influenced and changed the paranormal field yeah um think... specifically apps is, yeah. is one of the things that we we talk about a lot on, on this podcast but i think technology as a whole has evolved massively you know when mm -hmm. i first started out we you know you were lucky if you could get hold of a k2 meter like when i was 15 you know you, you would have to pay extortionate amounts of money for one and to be perfectly honest back then there wasn't an awful lot of technology about and, and definitely not apps, you know, mobile phones, Google, all of that sort of stuff didn't come into effect until 1995, 96. And I was leaving school then. So it's kind of like I'm showing my age now. <laughs> so, you know, the likes of, of mobile phones and being these like super computers at our fingertips, you know, children nowadays haven't really got a clue what it used to be like for, yeah. for the likes of us you know, playing on our bikes and stuff until the street lights come on. And I'm definitely, I'm showing my age now, so. I'm, I'm at that age as well. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I think, you know, with the likes of apps, and, and I'm going to say apps in general, they are man-made, mm -hmm. you know. You, there is no amount of electricity, amount of spirit connection that can manipulate that. All you will find is that there is atmospheric pressure that will generate something to be able to churn these words out. And, and that's what all it is. It's all about barometrics. And I, and I think, you know, it's great that people love these types of apps, mm -hmm. but I want somebody to prove to me that there is a spirit on the end of that. And it's not being driven by, you know, the atmospheric pressure or, or the electromagnetic fields or anything like that. And we all know spirits produce, you know, electromagnetic fields. They, they feed off that energy. But I don't believe these apps are 110% correct. No, I completely agree. And I think uh, any time when somebody's had to program it with words, um, it's, it's clearly put an algorithm in. If it, if it had open season to pick any word that's ever been written down or discovered, mm -hmm. then I could kind of get that. But it, a lot of them only have a set amount of words, I think, programmed into them. So it's only going to say certain things. Mm -hmm. um, but there's only the most common words of the English language that are going to be in there. And, mm -hmm. you know, the common ones, death devil spirit mm -hmm. boy girl it's you know it's very power suggestive and the power suggestion is massive within the paranormal field you know yeah. i hate walking into somewhere where somebody's told me something because i feel then if i'm picking up on something that 
is along those lines. I feel like I can't give it because it's that power of suggestion that 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 happens and you can't physically do it. Whereas there is, you know, with any sort of technology, we've gone from the Victorian era all the way through where we've had table tipping, we've had seances, we've had, you know, back even in back in the day with all the seances they used to have the the lamps at the side of the tables that used to flicker on and off and they used to use magnets and things to fake activity you know so why not be able to do that in the modern day with these apps yeah i think i think the apps are a good way of pushing um pushing someone's uh sales really um what what do you think of spirit boxes for example um i think they're a brilliant tool mm -hmm. i do think they're a brilliant tool um i would much prefer it if somebody would be able to scan in a frequency that wasn't a radio station you know one that wasn't easily um readily available you know we've obviously got some airwaves out there that you know we don't communicate via radio through so i would love to see somebody do something like that because with any sort of radio waves, frequencies, you can actually hear people talking in the background. And we can construe that as being something mm -hmm. or nothing. So it's funny you should say that. <laughs> and there is, uh, well, we, we'll talk about it now because it's something that me and Ash have discussed and uh, something that I'm currently working on is... Um, a piece of equipment I'm just waiting for some parts to turn up for it um, which doesn't take any frequencies from the radio bands so but this produces just a white noise across all um, of the audible sound spectrum from zero mm -hmm. Hertz right up to 20,000 megahertz um, and we're gonna see if that produces any kind of Results, so it's not. It won't take any AM or FM frequency. Yeah. It, but it has everything at once. Um, I think you'll find with that as well. Um, when you start to use white noise, brown mm. noise, pink noise, all of that yeah. spectrum, I think you'll find that people will start to feel queasy. They'll start to feel um, uneasy, and it's it's that sort of sound waves that that do generate, and they play with your um, cognitive. Mm side of your body and it's it's the the earlobes and the in the eardrums and you kind of think you know when you've got an ear infection you don't walk straight do you because you you're off balance and i have been involved in an experiment with white noise brown noise to you know it, it was horrific and i i've never felt as sick in my life but it's okay. it's funny how it yeah it's funny how it affects only some people mm -hmm. but not all people yeah so we, we're going to try that we're going to try it is we it's, it's in progress we've got bits and pieces turning up and i've got batteries and solder kits and whatnot so we're we're going to give it a go because me and ash um a few weeks ago tried a remote spirit box session so i had the spirit box here in oxfordshire ash was up in warrington um and we tried uh, a bit like the Estes experiment and to see if we could do it with a 200 mile difference um, via technology um, over Zoom and um, 
not really a conclusive outcome but i think you need to do it a few times um... yeah yeah so we we're gonna we are gonna repeat it a couple of times um just to see how we get on but we we wanted to see if there is uh, an opportunity to to use technology and the separation of distance and see if that has any impact um mm -hmm. I think with spirit boxes, though, as well, you kind of um, you do get used to them. And when you've got a spirit guide or, you know, you have somebody who's who's very open to the spirit world, they will know automatically when a spirit voice comes through because they've listened to that spirit box over and over and mm. over again. And, and I remember doing Phantasmic Paranormal at Ruthin Jail. And we did a spirit box session inside the dark cell there. And it's actually on the Phantasmic Paranormal YouTube channel. And it's the only video that I ever did because obviously things took off and, and I didn't manage to keep up with the channel, which is really bad because it, it was fantastic. But the part one session, you can clearly hear so many different voices. You can hear the radio but in the background, when I was asking the questions, when you break all of the, the noise out of there, you can actually hear them answering you. You're like, just one session. I wasn't even, we wasn't, the spirit box was on and I was recording, but I was trying to take pictures and you couldn't hear anything. And I said, oh, my camera won't work and the flash wouldn't work on it. And you hear a voice come through and he said, because of me. And it was literally, do, do, do straight away and and that voice continued and then I said you know can you make that light shine brighter because there was a, I think there was a light in there or something and um you heard a female say I'm dying and it was it was just I've got goosebumps now thinking about it but that place is just it's such a hotbed of activity it's unbelievable I wanted to ask because you're a psychic medium and I wanted to ask how did you learn to trust the, like, the spirit guys and the spirit voices like as you from when you started to to learn to trust them I didn't have a choice to be honest Ash um I was only about two when my mum found out that I was um like I was um I used to see people and I used to play with people that weren't there and you know like the usual imaginary friends but mine was my grandmother and it got to the point where I was talking to my grandmother and my mum was asking me questions that I couldn't have known and I was relaying all of this stuff to my mum and my mum was like right okay and she started to take me to the spiritualist church when I got to an age where I could understand what was going on but I'd sit in my assembly hall when I was about five and I remember this as clear as day and I used to watch my headmistress walk across the hallway and she had these beautiful colours just following her. And it was like, the only way I can describe it is, you know, like an aeroplane vapour trail. It was like that, but it was all blues and golds and greens. And, and I sat there and I was like mesmerised. And I actually said to the, the guy sat next to me, his name's Carl Howarth. And I said to him, can you see those colours? And he looked at me like I was stupid. And I was about five or six at this age. And it just continued on and continued on. But my mum had a massive car accident when I was 10 and everything stopped for about three years. And it, it was then that I kind of realised that I was quite lonely and I didn't have the people talking to me anymore. And, and I, I kind of, I missed it 
because I'm, I'm not a loner by any stretch of imagination. I've got a huge amount of friends, but I do like my own quiet time and I enjoy just being out in with the nature and, and things like that. And, you know, I meet people on a daily basis through work, through, you know, podcasts like this. And the amount of things that I pick up that I don't mean to pick up, you know, you can automatically tell if somebody's not feeling great. You can, you know, as soon as I stand in somebody's presence, you, you can take a lot of their energy and you understand who's around them and, and things like that. And I have said things to people before now. I looked after, well, I spoke to somebody today, actually, and she, we've become really good friends. And I looked after her dogs for a week. And when she come to pick up the dogs, I said, oh, I've had a right week. And she said, why? And I said, well, I've had a gentleman sat with me all the time with these dogs. And she said, oh yeah, what gentleman? And I said, well, he, he, I said, I don't know how to say this to you. I said, but is it all right if I carry on? Because if I, if I don't, he's not going to leave me alone. And he said, no, that she said, no, that's fine. And I said, um, this gentleman um, passed away very suddenly. And I said, but he meant to do it. Do you understand that? And she just looked at me in her face and I described him and everything about the situation. And, you know, she even said to me today, she said, I'll never forget that. But we've now become really very, very good friends. And I was the one who said to her, don't worry about not being pregnant because you've got double trouble coming sort of thing. And she didn't believe me and she's got twin girls. <laughs> but but yeah, it's it's kind of I think when I got it back, I was around about I was about 13 and we were doing the Ouija boards when I was in school. But my friend and I, Pippa, we were going into our photography class and we used to do that on a lunchtime. And I used to look down the corridor and this corridor, I always creeped me out. I hated it. And my school was like an old Victorian manor house and it had a concourse area. So it was like all glass corridors in a big circle, in, in a big square. And you'd have like greenhouses either side and then you'd have a big block of built like two floors with lots of rooms and then you'd have the main house which was exactly the same and then they they built onto the other side where the hall was and things like that and we actually saw what i thought was a nun and my friend grabbed hold of my hand and she said can you see her and i was like what do you see and she said there's a nun at the bottom of the corridor and she was literally walking into the girls' toilets. And we walked into our class and Mr. Harris, who was taking our, our class at the time said, are you two all right? You look like you've seen a ghost. And my friend went, we have. <laughs> and, and that's when it all started again. And then I started to hear voices. And, and I think I broke down and said to my mum, I feel like I'm schizophrenic or something because I'm hearing these voices that, that nobody else is hearing. And, and it, it it did get me down because I thought, why am I so different to everybody else? And why do I have this? But then I kind of realized it was my goal to kind of help people more than anything and bring comfort to people. And as it kind of spiraled, I got to 15, 16 and we moved into to our house and I'd seen a lady in there called, she was called Mrs. Shellac at the time, but it's, it's just madness how it continued. But then from being 21 to kind of 35-ish, I didn't use it because my ex-husband didn't believe in it. He used to say it was all mumbo jumbo. And, 
you kind of believe it after a while and I thought well you know and they when you don't use it they they don't come through and they don't want to talk to you but when I was quite on my own and you know going through the the personal turmoil that you go through it was then that I kept hearing the voice don't worry you'll be fine don't worry you need to do this you need to do that and and I kind of started to work a little bit more and and it, it wasn't until Phantasmic was born, really, that I started to to get more and more involved in the spiritual medium side of things. And since then, it's just rocketed. Sorry, I've just given you my life story, haven't I? That's all right. No, thank you. So it's you, interesting. Yeah, it definitely is. And you say you would you would hear the voices. Um, yeah. What kind of things were they saying to you? When I first started to hear them, it was very, very strange because I used to think to myself, it was like my hearing would kind of switch. It was like something would switch off in my ear and it would be like a buzzing. And then I'd hear, it'd be like tinnitus, you know, how you get it now. But then I'd hear somebody saying to me, and it'd be like that whispering, like somebody was trying to turn, to change the frequency. And I kept saying, I can't understand. I can't hear you. You need to, you need to be able to let me hear, but this is another thing that I can I found very strange is when I was very, very young, I used to have to have grommets in my ear, but now my hearing is impeccable and it's, I can hear a pin drop. And that's the thing is when I've heard, when I hear spirit voices, it comes through so clearly that I sit there and I'm like, I'm still amazed at it now when it happens. But obviously I see things in movie format as well. So it kind of moves quickly, but I do hear spirits all the time and I kind of have to block it out sometimes, but it is, it's like that radio frequency in your ear and you try and twiddle that knob a little bit just to, to, to speak to them. So it's actually like as though somebody's speaking to you rather than sort of being in your, I said not in your head, but you're in your mind's eye. You can sort of, you've got your inner voice. Yeah. So I'm, I'm, I'm clairsentient. I'm clairaudient. I'm clairvoyant. And um, I've got all the clairs, basically. I'm all the clairs all rolled into one. And I think that's what you tend to get when you're more of a, a natural medium. You know, there are ways and means of, of being able to open yourself up to all of that. And I usually find that empaths, you know, the people who are quite emotional, very, um, you know, tend to get depressed quite often or anxious about things they're the ones that are more susceptible to these clairsentient changes so they'll they'll resonate on different energy frequencies and they'll be able to open themselves up but they won't necessarily be able to hear spirit or be clairvoyant and see the foresight of the future whereas i i tend to be able to do quite a lot of that What's it like? Because there's been quite a few films that have this subject matter, uh, like The Sixth Sense, obviously quite a famous one, and uh, the Ricky Gervais one, uh, mm-hmm. Ghost Town, I think it's called. Um, so are them sort of films, are they representative of what it's like for, for people like you that do see and hear the effectively possibly like spirits and dead people? Yeah, I think The Sixth Sense is very, very true to life, to be perfectly honest. Um, I always say to, to, to spirit, you know, please show me as you were, if you've been injured in an accident or anything like that, you can show me the ins and the outs of the accident. However, I don't want to see what happened to you. And that those are the boundaries that I set myself. Um, 
And, you know, I've driven past car accidents and I've actually said, you know, that 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 person hasn't survived. And my mum has said, what do you mean? And I was like, oh, that gentleman in that car. She's like, can you see him? And I was like, yeah, it's not very pretty and I don't really want to see it. But yeah, he's he's not he's not great. So but it's it's strange when things like that happen, because I was in Tenerife as well when the children was was very small. I think Joshua was only a baby and we were in Tenerife on holiday and a lady we'd been in a bar and we were talking to this um, middle aged couple, probably in their mid 50s, early 60s. And as we walked out of the bar, they were walking literally five meters in front of us. And there was myself, my son and my ex-husband. And then obviously my, there there was another family from Newcastle there at the same time as well. And they had four young children. And out of nowhere, this car came and just absolutely plowed into this lady and dragged her literally, I'd say at least a hundred meters down the road. And I saw literally what I saw, I couldn't even describe it to to anybody. It was it was the initial feeling of shock and running to help her, but then realizing that there was nothing that nobody could do until the ambulance got there. But it was so strange that as I was walking up the, the hill to go back to the hotel, obviously being a bit shaken up and everything of, of what we've just seen, it was strange. I didn't sleep that night and it was so strange, but she came to me and she said, I'm all right now. And I woke up the next morning and I said, we need to go back to that bar. I need to make sure she's all right. I need to go back to that bar and make sure she's all right. And um, we got to the bar and I just said to the bar owner, she she passed away this morning, didn't she? And he was like, yeah, he said a, a daughter came down and told us that I'd seen her. And literally she said to me, I'm all right. I was like, that's just, and it's things like that, that I find I find quite harrowing, especially with, you know, the movies and things like that. It's, it's, it's heartbreaking. And when, you know, people have committed suicides and you've actually seen what they've done and how they've done it. And being a medium, you can't, you're not supposed to be emotionally invested in, in things like that. You're not supposed to be able to tell somebody what's happened and, and be all doom and gloom. But sometimes it's that closure that somebody desperately needs and, but yeah, it's, it's the movies are very, you know, the sixth sense is probably, I would say very, very much how I, how I am as a person and how I work. So how do you shut off from it? Cause obviously if you, <laughs> if you have these people talking to you and spirits communicating with you a lot of the time, how do you, yeah. How do you shut down as such? Um, or are you not think- able to? Yeah, I don't think you ever shut down, really. I think I I put it to a bit like a radio. You just switch, you switch it, you just turn it down and that's it. Because everybody leads a busy life nowadays. You know, I work full time. I've got a family, you know, I've got the housework that I need to do. And and sometimes I just crack on and I can just be doing something and and I'll just have a random thought and I'll be like, not now. I'm, I'm trying to get this done. And you know, even in work and things, I do an awful lot of Zoom calls with my work colleagues and they all know what I do. And and it's it's quite it's quite a good topic because they're always like, oh, is there anybody around me? <laughs> so it's never really switched off for me. It's always in the background. But I don't think I'd be able to cope if it wasn't. 
do you find that um, certain moods that you're in have um, an impact on the, the sort of the volume of communication? Yeah, I find that when I'm really relaxed, you know, like when I've had when I've been I've been in a busy day and I've been to the beach and we've you know, we've had a great time. I always feel at one with the sea for some reason. I don't know what it is with the sea and me recharging and relaxing and being able to, you know, just shut off from everything after I've been to the beach or I can hear the rain on the window. I am like a different person and I hear so much it's because it's that relaxed state of mind when I'm stressed I am very um scatty um I ask spirit and I'm like I've lost my keys can you help me find them because I can't find them and and that's what I get like when I'm tired um when I'm tired and I'm working you can always tell because I can't get my words out quick enough I speak with my hands a lot and I, I tend to when I'm angry which is not very often, but my partner will probably tell you something different. Um, I'm very laid back. I'm very laid back to a certain point and then something will just tip me over the edge. But I must admit, I'm a lot more mellow than what I used to be. And I think that's just old age creeping up on me. So but, talk, talking about your partner and, and your family, how do they sort of react to everything? I know you said about your mum, but... Yeah, well, the first night that I met my partner was quite eventful. Um, I, I actually told him about his brother and his brother's two daughters, and he couldn't believe it. And he said to me, uh, do, you, do I know you? <laughs> so he knew that there was something, but I don't think he realised to what extent. And I think... He's heard me doing readings before now and, you know, like like anything, everybody comes from different walks of life and it doesn't matter what what walk of life they come from, the spirit will only give you what they give you. And it's nice when he's heard a reading or he's walked past and he's heard snippets and then a month later somebody's actually quoted something on my Facebook and said, I can't believe he's told me this, this has happened, this has happened. And he's like, how do you know that? So he's he's very skeptical, which I'm glad of because I took him um, on an investigation to the Tivoli Hotel, uh, Tivoli Theatre, mm -hmm. and I made him become my cameraman for the day. <laughs> and I said to him, whatever you do, don't make a sound, just film, don't do anything. And he was amazed that we heard children in the projection room because children aren't really synonymous with the Tivoli theater at all. You know, we could hear things and you can hear disembodied voices in there, but children have never featured for some reason. And he clearly heard it. And he said, I'm still uh, skeptical, but, <laughs> and that's what he says, but he went to East drive and there was nothing nothing at all happened there for him so he was like that's just a crock of rubbish but each to their own we say yeah and i think um you need to have a personal experience to so so i'm a, a skeptic i do believe that there's stuff out there and i i'm waiting for that magic bit i don't know whether that holy grail bit will be something standing in front of me that I, there's no way i could explain any other any other way um 
but I think you do need to have a personal experience I think to start turning you from a skeptic into a, into a believer um, and I know that you've provided me with some information before <laughs> after I sent you a video um, in my nan's house oh yeah I forgot about that <laughs> yeah and um, so Ash knows the video uh, so we've, we've discussed that um, me and Ash off offline several times um, yeah and and the information that you gave me there, there's literally there was no way you could have known any of that and some of it I I had to think about oh. before um, before I found out that yeah you were bang on with yeah name, I, I... names months oh, all God. sorts of stuff yeah so and you like, know what that's the beauty of this though is I I forget everything you know once mm. I've done a reading it's just like bang it's gone because it's not for me I'm just yeah. I'm just a vessel that comes through and it's kind of like oh but yeah I've, I totally forgot about that. yeah and I mean up until that point I'll be honest with mediumship I've I've never really had that moment where um I've I could say oh I'm definitely down with that and I completely believe in that but that was that was definitely one of those moments for me um yeah and that was that was so, the information was close to my heart that was it was information that nobody well I didn't even know until I checked with my mum um yeah. so yeah that was that was a good that was a good moment for me and oh. that that's the kind of information that I think like I say it gives somebody a personal experience and uh allows them to believe that actually it's not just like some tv programs where it's yeah. all made up for entertainment but it's actually it's yeah. there's literally no way anybody and that's known that. and that's the reason why i i created a psychic investigates because you know i can do this all day every day and People will never resonate with it unless you have that personal information that I physically could not tell you. There is no way that I would know. And it, it, it's it's walking into a building and sitting there and just peeling back those little layers of onion, you know, the, the, the layers of time gone by sort of thing. And it's just, it's amazing. I can put myself in times, different times and things like that, which, which then brings you into a whole new realm of, you know, is there a quantum universe, you know, all of that sort of, you know, do we time slip? Do we, you know, have I gone back to that time to, to be able to bring forward that information? You know, what actually happens in that time? How on earth do I, do I, am I, am I able to do this? And I think doing a psychic investigates just kind of, highlights that fact because we do a little bit of history at the start but then we do the you know we do the investigation but what I try and what, what how we film it is is the opposite way around you know we do the investigation first then we have to do a little bit of the history but then we have to go in and investigate exactly what's happened and like the Tivoli theatre you know you can have a look at the history books and and how how old the theater was and where it was built but there is not really that much information about harry goldfinch who actually passed away there and it wasn't until i i kept saying you know he's mentioning rachel but rachel was part of my team and i kept saying you know rachel's part of my team do you remember her and he kept saying no rachel wife and i was like 
okay so you were married to Rachel and it's kind of delving into all of that and trying to unravel it as a story only to find that there is there is actual evidence to corroborate what I've actually said and and I just think that's that's amazing I think a psychic investigates there's there's quite a few episodes in the pipeline for it and I think it'll just get better and better as time goes on well so you clearly got a very personal connection with this whole field but is there any technology that you do use to to help that you have done in the past or that you do use now um i'll be honest um the most memorable thing that i've used is a retro style up-to-date radio from amazon of all places and it has two dials on there and i actually spotted it in my in my best friend's mum's house and my best friend's mum has dementia and i was sat with her her mum and her sister and we were talking about spirits and and all of this and sarah the lady who who is my best friend's sister she actually said to me or oh, can can you do a reading for me so i did her a personal reading told her quite a lot of things and all of a sudden, I was just made aware of this really tall gentleman. And he said to me, look at the radio. And he was just really like, his voice was so deep. And I looked at the radio and I was like, oh, look at that radio. And she said, yeah, Eric bought it for my mum. And I was like, oh, it's beautiful, is that? I said, you could use that as a spirit box, you know. And she just looked at me and my friend is petrified of anything like that. And she said, can you? And I was like, yeah. She went, go on then. And I never expected her to say that. So I was literally turning the dial and I said, I know you're here. I can feel you. Can you tell me what your name is? And no, it it took about two minutes and you heard this name and he went, Jock. And he was literally, that's all he said. And I looked at my friend, she was in tears. Her sister was in tears. And her mum said, Daddy. Now, this is where it gets more interesting. And I said to him, Jack, if you can see me, tell me how many people are in this room. And it took a minute again. And he came back through and he said four. There was me, the mum, my best friend and her sister. And then I said to him, I'd never met this gentleman at all. And I said, Jack, can you tell me what my name is? And it took about two minutes this time, but I could feel the energy fading. And he, he come out and he went, Joe. And that's what he said. Now, wait, oh, I've got goosebumps again. <laughs> and now when all that finished, my friend was a huge skeptic about things, about using spirit boxes and things like that, radios. But she said to me, there is no way on God's earth that wasn't her grandfather. And she said, I would, she said, if you'd have said to me that that was my grandfather, I would never have believed you had I not seen that with my own eyes. That's amazing. And that is, you know, even that to this day, she is, she is confident that there is life after death because Jack, I never met Jack. Jack had passed away 10 years previously and I wasn't even living anywhere near I didn't even know my friend at that time 
So yeah, a bog standard radio from Amazon. Yeah, who'd have yes, I've got one in my kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> and I love I loved it that much that I thought I'm gonna buy myself one. So I have and it's it's got pride of place in my kitchen. So on that note then, um if there was one piece of equipment that you would say to somebody who's wanting to go out to somewhere haunted or somewhere paranormal, uh, what piece of equipment would you say that they should take? <sighs> a blindfold. Okay. Why is that? Sensory deprivation is, is paramount. You know, a blindfold, you take away somebody's sight and their hearing increases tenfold. You want to hear anything, you know, any disembodied voices or footsteps or anything take away somebody's sight and that is just it's just amazing and you don't have to go out and purchase expensive pieces of equipment to, to be able to go ghost hunting you're you're basically your best tool that's that's the only thing that i can say and pick up those you know sit in a in a dark room even if you sit in your own house sit in a dark room with all the lights off and just take in those surroundings and listen to what's around you and and try and feel those you know those energy fluctuations within your own aura because that's where it comes from and you know it's like when people say you've got oh you know oh if I, th I thought somebody was stood behind me then or I've got goosebumps and, and things like that it's that is when somebody is in within your energy field and that's when you feel that person around you and people always say oh you know you've you look drip white you look like you've just seen a ghost and that's usually what happens but i i say listen to your body is it's it's a great tool cool i'll have to try that <laughs> sit in a darkened room just make sure you don't rock <laughs> yeah absolutely absolutely i have to make sure the dogs are not running alongside my leg when i can't see anything and i wonder what the hell that was um so what is happening in the future for you then what what's coming up what have you got in the pipeline well with the pandemic it's been really difficult to go out isn't mm. it and you know i've i've got an awful lot of friends in the field and they're doing awfully well with you know their own little series and you know we have a lot of events lined up for this year we've got um shrewsbury prison coming up we've got shepton mallet prison coming up as well um with keep paranormal We've got a lot of team share events as well, which is great for, you know, people like yourself who don't want to go on a public investigation and they want to be part of a team. It's, it's great because you do get into the investigations and I've got nothing against public inf events. It, it just gives you a chance to investigate on a different level. Um, we've also got the festival coming up, which is in April of next year which is really really good and an exclusive is we have uh, barry guy coming along from help my house is haunted so we've got quite a few guests sarah and phil wyman we've mm -hmm. got um stephen mercer penny griffiths morgan we've got the raft chasers from the usa we have daniel class from the hinsdale house and the ghost finders we've got rob thompson We've got the beautiful Miranda Young as well. She's coming along from the Ghost Biker Explorations. Oh, who else have we got? Oh, I'm always going to miss somebody. We've got Stephen Mercer, the Victorian Ghost Hunter. Yep. We've got oh, the just list is endless, and it's gonna it is going to be a weekend of, of amazing, you know, talks. Um, the party itself is going to be brilliant. You know, we've got a live séance on the Friday. 
and and I just think you know it, it it's amazing what we're trying to pull together and and just you know with the pandemic that's happened I just think everybody kind of needs to come together definitely and then yeah I've got the psychic investigates so I've written a number of uh those episodes so I'm gonna start getting out there and, and filming those so cool. it's gonna be yeah it's gonna be exciting so, so where, look can, some... where can we find all of all of this exciting stuff ah. Well, I'm on Facebook. I've got my own profile, uh, yeah. my own official page, which is just personal medium side of things, which is uh, Jolene Jackson Lockwood. Um, I've obviously got my private page, which mm. is where everybody can find me as well. Um, but that tends to be just obviously just boring stuff. The Festival of the Unexplained is also on Facebook, but we have a website, festivalofdunexplained.com, where you can find all the ticket information for the weekend events. And it's not just a weekend event. You can purchase day tickets or you can purchase, you know, Friday evening tickets for the full weekend. There's a lot of different packages, which we wanted everybody to be able to experience. Um, but yeah, that's where you can find it. And a psychic investigates will be, well, that is on the festival at the moment on the YouTube channel. Um, it is very rushed. It, it took me probably about seven hours to do it from start to finish. So that was all of the investigating and the editing. So it's a little bit rough, but the concept is there and it kind of comes across, but yeah, the next ones are going to be, uh, very very polished so to speak fab 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 well thank you very much for coming on and joining us again tonight it's been very oh, insightful thank and uh, thank you for being sort of open and honest and, and letting us into your to your life and your sort of journey so thank you for that my crazy yeah. life <laughs> no worries thank you'll you you'll have to come on again when uh, we get a bit closer to the festival and and all your stuff coming on um line that we can uh, we can help get the word out again for that so thank you very much indeed yeah thank you jolly thank, thank you. you pursuit of the paranormal with ash and greg